Hey, everybody. On the show today, I have somebody that I met at a conference a couple of years ago, and I was just enthralled with the amount of energy that she had as she was standing on stage doing her sales presentation. Super cool lady. Her name is Moira Nigalahar, and Moira and I laughed through just about the entire interview. And while we were laughing, Moira talked about her story of how she left her corporate job in London and took the risk of becoming an entrepreneur and what that looked like for her and how she travels globally to help people overcome their fear of sales. She also shares how she manages her high energy level while she's traveling back and forth across the pond. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, everybody. I am with our first international guest from Ireland. And I know you're going to share your story, but for me, you are the sales guru. So welcome, everybody. This is Moira Nigalahar. Love your name now that I can say it correctly. So welcome to the show. Thanks, Emmy. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to share with everybody a little bit about who you are. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking before we, we started recording, like you're all over the country, both Ireland and here in the States. So mm. yeah, please I'm introduce really, yourself. I'm back and forth across that pond, like nothing normal, getting yeah. great upgrades and lots and lots of air miles. <laughs> <laughs> but you're living the dream, which is amazing. <laughs> Well, it would seem so. Be careful what you wish for. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Things manifest. (laughs) They certainly do. No, I'm having a great time. Like my business is definitely global. I have clients in, like we were saying, in America and Ireland, in the UK and France, Australia. So yeah, it's a whole mixture of time zones, which brings its own challenges, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do coaching calls like Mm. in the middle of the night? Because I know some people who have had you know a global presence. They're up at three Mm. o'clock in the morning because that's when it works for somebody. Yeah. No, we've been okay that with that. I think eight o'clock in the evening would probably be the last session that I would do. But then maybe as early as seven or eight. Then, but not anything more. And we usually just find a place where we can work from. You know, you want to, you want to be, I, everything is transient, you know, working with me as well, because like, we, we just move the times around just to suit whatever, whatever people have going on. But no, it works. It is a challenge, it works, but it's a really great vibe. On my mastermind the other night, there was Africa, there was Australia, there was um, America, there was London. It was just such a like, wow, everybody was just like from all over and obviously Ireland as well. So, um, but yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's what I wanted to build and here I have it. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. So share like your backstory, because I think you have one of the most fun journeys in entrepreneurship that anybody has ever had. <laughs> I'm glad it looks like fun. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Experiences while you were there were like, you've created yeah. some really just, a, I'm just going to use the word fun over and over again. That's yeah, I mean, I do. I definitely do like to have fun and hopefully people get into business and they make sure that they do have fun. It's a big part of it. It's a big part of what I do. But I was not having fun while I was living in London. I was living there for about six years as a youth worker. I used to work with um, young people who were on the streets of London, in between homes, 
either had a home, potentially could become homeless, and then they would get a worker like me to make sure that that didn't happen. And I mean, it was coaching, you know, it was coaching them on a better life, but it was just on a different level. I did that for about six years and around about my 35th birthday, I just like really hit a wall. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know, is this all I want? Is this my life? This Monday to Friday rat race? And just really questioning everything about who I was and not really being clear on who I was. You know, I just become this youth worker and I was a party girl at the time as well, as you can imagine living in London. It's just, there was so much to do. I was traveling, fashion shows, everything. And then I just, you know, really started to tap into what was in my heart and be like, you know, is this what I really want? And one of the key things I did, you know, speaking of fun, I wasn't having fun at the time. So I took myself off to Paris for my birthday. And while I was there, I just started writing lists of the things I really wanted to do and the things I would I would really love to do and it was while I was there that I realized that it wasn't you know a, a job I needed and it wasn't you know more money that I needed it was that I needed to move home and be with my family in Ireland because I had never lived really with my family as an adult because I left home when I was 18 so I moved back to Donegal which is this tiny beautiful corner of Ireland which was voted the coolest place on the planet by the National Geographic in 2017 so it's not completely unheard of I moved back to this tiny place and like straight away I was just like oh my god this place is so amazing and the beaches the mountains the castles the people the culture the language but all around me there was nothing but businesses closing and people suffering and people leaving and I was just like let's do something about this. This just should not be this way. So over about two years, I connected with all of the local business owners, all of the outdoor enthusiast guys, and I started creating heart-led adventures. So like many like cultural and adventure retreats that are really heart-led so that you would get an experience of a place that you would not be able to buy online. Like for me, it was beyond five star. I did that for about two years and people loved it. I loved it. It was just amazing. But I never really did it for the money, I mean, and as every business owner knows, you can only run on empty for so long, right? Right. And I did that for two years. And then I learned so much about what was holding businesses back that I realized that it was the sales aspect that they were all shying away from, not even shying away from it to the point where they hated it. The word sales made people cringe and getting customers are like, no, no, I don't know anything about that stuff. And I was I'm just no like, good at sales. I'm not good at sales. Yeah, I don't want to be pushy. No, no, we don't do any. And it was like, it was, you know, as soon as you mentioned, like, how are you? getting customers like oh we don't do anything pushy here you're just like wow like you know you really have this like wall up against it and I'm like no wonder you're not making any money so I set about trying to help local businesses get more customers and make more sales and I came up with ways that they could inspire customers to come and want to work with them as opposed to feeling like they had to sell it and then I started speaking about what I was doing and then before I knew it, I had a full client base of coaching clients. I started speaking and all over the country, anywhere that would give me like five minutes to say who I was and what I was doing. And then I went to an event in America, which was a real turning point for me because I didn't really understand the entrepreneurial space. Went to this event and I was just like, holy shit, what is this? (laughs) There's thousands of them. Everybody wants to do this. And it just really opened my eyes to, you know, what I was creating, but I had no idea the possibility that was that you know you could have with that because that just was not my area. So then, um, obviously, I connected with loads of people there, and I've been coming to events and speaking at events in America myself over the last mm-hmm. three years, and I've been able to grow my business up to half a million, which I was extremely proud of at the beginning of the year. So here's right. a seven-figure year. Yeah, let's also add that that's half a million euros, right? Well, not half a million euro. Very good point. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I actually thought about that the other day. I was like, it's actually closer. If I like base myself here, it's closer to seven figures already. But uh, so seven figures, let's let's hope is inevitable this year for me. So 
<laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I love it. And you and I met a couple of years ago at uh, while you were speaking at an event. Right. Yeah. Um, that was one of the first events that I spoke at in America, actually. And, oh, really? Uh, Orlando, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what was the transition for you, you know, from doing the traveling to business coach and sales coach? Was mm-hmm. it really just seeing the need that a lot of entrepreneurs don't know how to sell or are afraid of selling and don't want to be that used car sales person? I think, you know, I mean, I think that the key thing was, it was like, this was a zone of genius for me. Like I was really good at this, but I wasn't necessarily aware at how hard other people find it. So this was a talent that I had because I was just like able to make connections, make like get on the phone, make things happen really, really quickly without like, you know, doing anything complicated, like literally starting conversations, but being crystal clear about where I wanted that conversation to go and how it could benefit both of us if we went there, you know, and it's just, it's just something, you know, I did door to door sales when I was a student in college. So maybe wow. I came from that. I don't know. But yeah. even doing that, that was just for me, it was just out having fun and just chatting to people. And it was like, the more fun I would have on a day's work, the more people would sign up with me. And people would always say, how are you doing this? And I'm like, I'm just out there having fun with people. And then because, you know, they like, you know, what I've got to say, then they're more interested in buying it. Right. You know? So the whole rejection piece that people get so wrapped up in their head about, right, was not ever really a thing for you. No, I, I just don't think it's always been a numbers game for me. You know, this is sales and that doesn't mean that you can't, you know, be inspired and be really authentic with what you're doing if you're, but you have to be led by something because you don't want to be led by your emotions because that will lead you to being broke and confused and afraid and you won't do anything. But if you're really led by the numbers, the numbers will really set you free and it can be feel more like a game when you're playing with the numbers. And some of my most successful clients, they get it that this is actually a game. Sure, when somebody signs up to work with them and they want to, you know, do something amazing with their lives or their business, that's of course that's serious. But actually getting to that point, that that has to be the fun part, you know? And then you get down to the nitty-gritty then when you've both decided you're right for each other. So how do you help people take the emotion out and really just start playing the game so that they know what numbers they need to hit? Yeah. The biggest thing is for people to recognize what's feelings and what's facts and what they're doing and get out of the story. So I find that a lot of entrepreneurs get really caught up in their clients' stories about why they can't work with them, what's holding them back and all of that. And you're like, but if you actually look at the facts of what they're saying, is that true? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, so why are you accepting what they're saying to you as their truth when it's not? Right. And it's really like cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. And like sometimes you have to, I think that entrepreneurs are afraid to go there. They're afraid to cross that line a little bit in case they're seen as salesy as pushy. But, you know, I had this conversation with one of my clients the other day you've literally been able to save somebody $20,000. And she was like, yeah. And um, I was like, so why don't you go out now and push a whole lot more people to make the decision to allow you to help them with that as well? Because when you think about it, what are you really pushing people towards? The life of their dreams, you know, more money, more sales, more speaking gigs, more stages, you know, because when working with a coach, you're going to get more of something. Do you know what I mean? So it's like getting away that you're not pushing people to give you money, but you're pushing people towards their dreams, right? And what they and want, their joy, and their joy, and you know their pleasure and their desires, and all of the things that are really important to them. It's not about the money, and I think that's the biggest thing. If business is about money, but whether somebody works with you or not, that's rarely about the money. It's right. really about whether you connect with them and you can show them that you're the person who's going to help them. Right. I think that's so important. Hmm. And as a coach too, like with entrepreneurs, I think you have the great opportunity to be that outside person 
and really help them grow into something bigger than they may be seeing at that time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, to a degree, you have to learn tactics and strategies. Of course you do. But really, you know, if you're, you know, not making more than six figures or even like quarter of a million, you're still very much having conversations with people. That is the fastest way to grow your business. So if you allow yourself to become an expert at listening and understanding people and really listening for the truth and really helping people see the stories they're telling themselves that are holding them back in their lives. I mean, that's the biggest service you could ever do to somebody, whether they buy from you or not. And I think that's really delivering value. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it. I love it. So what do you have in store for this year? This year is a roller coaster year. <laughs> so I'm in uh, North Carolina now. Lots of live events that I'm attending to because I love networking, I love learning, and I love seeing what other people are doing. Uh-huh. So doing a lot of that, then I'm running my own retreat for my own clients in Dublin in April. Then I've got a few speaking gigs at different conferences around Ireland. Then I'm doing some gigs with the E Women Network, and then I'm doing my own event in Ireland in October. So if anybody wants an excuse to come to Ireland and have their mind blown over three days of amazing content and in one of the most magical places in the world, then definitely, definitely follow me this year and we'll see if we can get you a ticket. That would be awesome, right? (laughs) You should come! (laughs) I just might, you never know. (laughs) You should come. I think a stage in Ireland is calling you. Oh, definitely. definitely. (laughs) And if not this year, as I, you know, I said, my kid's going off to college, so my time locationally speaking, has just been free, well, will be freed up in August. So my whole plan is move into Philly and then move around. Because you can, I mean, I've been in Philadelphia so many times at this stage, but I've never been in Philadelphia, but I know that airport so well. I just love Philadelphia for Rocky. Rocky is like one of my favorite movies of all time. If I could only watch Rocky <laughs> over and over again, I would every one of them. So really? I, love, I love it. I love so Is that what you binge watch? <laughs> I have been known to binge watch a bit of Rocky. <laughs> and what is it that appeals to you? I think it's, I guess it's the underdog, isn't it? It's that, and it's the heart. It's just right. the heart that's in it. And I think that, you know, one of my first events was called Business with Heart, actually. But if we can lead doing business with our hearts, you know, like nothing will stand in our way. Nothing will stand in your way. Like nothing stood in his, in his way. And he's such a lovely, lovely man. But I just love the story of him being the underdog and the person, the unassuming person. And I think that's the entrepreneur's journey, you know, because it, it totally is. Yeah. And it, it's not it's not that it comes natural. And I do think that some entrepreneurs think that, you know, it's going to be one thing that's going to do it. It was like with Rocky. It wasn't one fight. It was fighting his whole entire life but he was brilliant at it you know and it's like when there's no and the the thing was it was like even with business okay we're on the whole business rocky thing but the magic is in the struggle that was a whole his whole life was a struggle but it was a magical struggle Mm -hmm. and this is with 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 business growing your business is a struggle doing what you have to do day to day pulling yourself from one thing and dragging yourself to pick up the phone going to those networking events it is a struggle but the results are magical and it's who you become by doing that is the person who's going to be able to have the life of freedom and pay yourself whatever you want to pay yourself and live wherever you want to live like literally I planned out my year this year to be like four weeks in uh, Europe and Ireland And then six weeks away, four weeks away, six weeks at home, that kind of thing. Because that's the way I want to live my life for the time being. Who knows what I want to do next year? But you get, this is what, you get your business working for the kind of life that you want to create. And that's what I think freedom really is. 
Oh, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like we're not here to be slaving away and not again, that there aren't struggles. Like I think that's part of what makes entrepreneurship and growing your business so exciting is that it's a constant challenge in a good way where you're learning and you're stepping up and you're meeting the new need. And it's just one step after another, like the challenge Absolutely. may be different, but it's, it's something new all the time. It is. And you know what? Like something I've really learned is like you've got, you've got to stop and take a look at what's happening sometimes because yeah. I, I can wrap myself up in my business so much. Like I could go maybe blast through like three weeks and I'm like, what the hell just happened? You know, because you're going to events, you're doing everything. But like if you don't stop and just get present to what's happening, you miss it. You know, you miss acknowledging like, look at you. You know, you're speaking all over the world. You're paying yourself 10000 that I'm making in my business to pay myself to live my life every month. But you just, because everything moves so fast, you can miss it. So one of the key things for me in this year is really just taking a moment to just breathe it in and be like, look what you're doing. You know, look, look how far you've come and look how far you can still go. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. share with us, how do you, because you said you planned out your year so that you were doing the four weeks, six weeks. How did you do that? Like, what was your process? Because I think this is something, and it's that not, not being present piece, mm-hmm. but it's like people aren't doing that. They're not looking at their year or their life or the month or even the day and being like, this is how I want to show up and experience it. Yeah, no, great question. So last year I spent six months of the year living in Paris because that was something that I that I wanted to do. But it was all it was a year before that that I planned that I wanted to do that. So this literally comes down to making a decision and saying, here, this is where I'm going and this is what I want to do. But what I did this year, about three months before the end of 2018, I started looking at all of the places that I would love to visit and the places that I would love to speak and people that I had connected with that, you know, invited me to either attend their event or speak at their event. So then I started saying, okay, so I'd really love to go to North Carolina. Here I am in North Carolina. So then because I knew I was coming here, then I was able to build in all their opportunities all around us. So yes, I'm in North Carolina, but I've been to Nashville and going to Vegas. I've got a couple of events here. I spoke at an event here. So then you build your business. You build all these opportunities around this one reason to be somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So I've done that for the rest of the year. So like say in May, I'm going to go to Orlando. So of course I reached out to different groups around Orlando and I've booked three speaking gigs in and around Orlando and one in New York because it's on the East Coast. So then I'm like, okay, so there's six weeks. So I can just get an Airbnb. I can, you know, do my business and then I can go to these events. I can, you know, be somewhere where I can experience new things, but still run my business from. And it is, it is literally just like that. And in between all this, you know, I've, I've hired somebody to help me plan a, an actual holiday. <laughs> well, you don't work. Already speaking gigs. Although now that I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, because I want to go to, I want to go to Japan, right? So I've hired a travel counselor to um, help me plan that out. Because I'm like, I don't actually have the plan to do, have the time to do that plan. But um, now it looks like I'm either going to be going at the end of J- July or the end of November. But I'm decided. I decided like two months ago that was going to happen this year. And this is it. If you don't make these decisions and say this is what's going to happen. Even if it doesn't work out, even if I never get to Japan this year, I might get in January of 2020 because I've got the plan. It's literally picking up the phone and booking it then. Do you know what I mean? So um, I think we can make it a lot easier on ourselves than we really do. And um, also like get people to help you. That's another thing. (laughs) How do you do that? Like, how do you get people to help you locationally be in so many places? And how do you connect with all these speaking gigs? Yeah. So obviously looking back at all the events that I've ever been to, all of the business cards that I've ever had, that I've ever picked up, they're usually some of the biggest sources of ideas on where to speak. 
So I would call people and I'd be saying like, what are some of the great events that you spoke at or attended last year and get some ideas that way. And then if it sounds like it's something that could be good for me, I may ask somebody to make an introduction for me or to um, give me the name and the um, number of the organizer. And then you're not sort of cold calling. You're like, I met, you know, Mary and she said it was a great event and um, something that, you know, my message might work well with. Are you open to having a conversation about that? And yeah, I just do it like that, you know, and I think you you just need a little bit of momentum here. You know, like when I started, you know, when you when you contact, when you reach out for speaking gigs, it can feel really daunting and people are like, oh, my God, how do I do this? But do it in, in a really soft, like minimal approach. Are you looking for any outside speakers? Full stop. Yes or no? Yeah. Right? So the person can either say yes or no. And if they say no, cool. If they say yes, they'll probably say send us more information. But I think the key if for, for them even wanting to respond for you is to have your email signature all like dressed up with testimonials, places you've spoken at, maybe any books that you've written, podcasts that you have. So at a glance, they know you're someone. You know, right. you're not. So the worst thing you can do is just have a blank email, you know, because I just think it's going to be spam. So you want to be saying, so it's like you're inadvertently sending this big little, big little, this like sort of, how would you call it, unintentional marketing sort of campaign to them? Because they just look at your email and be like, and I have not written a book, but I've co-authored many books and I have the 3D copy of the book in my email signature. And I don't know how, and it says very clearly I co-authored this book, but it doesn't matter. People just see book and they're like, oh, you've written a book. And I'll always cry and say, yes, I co-authored a book. But because it just gives authority, it means that somebody else somewhere thought you were good enough. So it makes their decision easier. And people don't want hard decisions. They want to know that you're qualified and good and you can just tick a box and that you're going to be good for their audiences. So make it easy for people to say yes to you. That's that's my number one thing. Well, and ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the biggest, that's the first step is just ask. Just ask for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. And don't be, don't be afraid about asking for those bigger gigs, because if somebody is doing a big gig, they're, they're more than likely able to point you in some smaller ones. If they say, I don't think this one would be right for you just yet, but yeah. here's some smaller places or some hosts that organize smaller events where you could start somewhere. I literally started locally in like, you know, Donegal, like, you know, I was speaking at, you know, local business events, wellness, women, International Women's Day. I think I spoke at an International Women's Day event, which is today. Happy yes. International Women's Day, everyone. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was, it was a couple of months ago. But, um, but yeah, just those small local events. And I think also, I think people are afraid to look locally because they want to, like somebody would rather speak on a stage 200 miles away with 200 strangers than they would to speak locally. But I got some of my best first clients locally and it really, it showed local people what I was doing. So I got a lot of referrals and a lot of support from people. So I think, yeah, I think it's good to start local as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think even just speaking in front of some of your friends, mm. they're going to support you no matter what. Yeah, totally. I got one of my clients recently. She was, you know, nervous about speaking. And just like you, she had this big, massive sitting room. And I was like, what are you doing with this big, beautiful room here? And she was like, what do you mean? And I says, well, I can totally see why, how you could have an event. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And then before you knew it, two weeks later, she was hosting her own mini event. She got 10 people to come. You know, she got one client from it. And I'm like, you had 10 people to your house and you got one client. That's a score. Like, you know, how many... 
how many hours on Facebook would you need to spend to be able to get that result? Plus she got to practice her talk. And of course, her friends got to learn more about what she was about. Yeah, I love it. Well, and I think people, at least in my area, are looking for that more live, personal, meaningful connection. And not that they want to be off social media, because I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, but they want the intimacy of just having a conversation. Yeah. 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 I was thinking about this before the call, that one of the conversations that I had at that one of the, the first events I ever attended um, this man from um, New York and he you know he was really inspired about what I was doing with tours and things and just that one conversation at a bar at the end of the evening at the end of the event he ended up sending a family to Ireland to come on one of my tours at the time it was their 50th wedding anniversary but there was 10 of them and they had the, such an amazing experience and not only that like I think something like 15 different local businesses got to really benefit from that as well so just mm-hmm. that one conversation and just the ripple effect that that can cause you know, I had a conversation with a girl in Paris and, you know, she was selling her program for, for something like $50 at the time. And then just from hearing what I had to say and then listening to what I was telling her how she could do more, she's now traveling the world, speaking on stages, and she's closed 50000 in sales in less than six months. You know, but it all for me, it all starts with a conversation. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I think that's amazing. Ooh. So share with us too. I'm a little curious about your traveling and everything. How do you stay so energized if you're going back and forth in all the time zones? <laughs> oh, how do I do it? Okay. Business class really helps. Yeah. That is probably one of the biggest investments that you can make when you're traveling. Right. We have a great thing with Aer Lingus where you can bid for an upgrade. So you don't have to pay like thousands. You can pay like about anywhere between 500 and 1000. That is gold. I hate traveling coach these days. So trying to talk. The cattle car. Well, just start thinking like, what is it worth to me to feel like shit for three or four days when I'm going somewhere? Like it's like as entrepreneurs, like that's costing you money. So it's a total investment. So that would be one thing. The next thing would be obviously meditating and really looking after yourself and taking time out. Those are two big things. And yoga, those are my go-to things. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. I mean, I absolutely love what I do. I'm inspired by even having the opportunities to do what I'm doing. I'm not that healthy. I could be a lot healthier, I think, but I'm glad that I come across as full of energy and hopefully a little bit healthy as well. Yeah. Well, you do. You radiate like a really positive energy and Anytime I've, I've seen you, I think you just have endless amounts of, of energy. So It is a little scary sometimes for people. <laughs> I think it's a really good thing. Can you, can you imagine what I was like 10 years ago when I was living in London and I was like out all the time in bars and clubs? I was just like a, like a rocket. I was just like, it was always going. But I think I've been able to use that energy much more wisely since I moved into the entrepreneurial space. And I do, it's almost the same thing. You're going out and you're meeting people and you're you know making connections it's no different but this time you're actually having an impact you're having a big income and you're you know using the entrepreneurial spirit that we all have but using yeah. it as best yeah that's mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of throw a curveball in here because I'm really curious what you're going to say do you have a five-year plan and what your business will look like uh, do I have a five-year plan so a year ago, I was, I was, I was working on my five-year plan and I actually okay. had something written down saying, what are you doing at the moment? I'm like, I'm creating my five-year plan. I do and I don't. I kind of flick, flick back and forth in between like, no, I just need to focus on this year. And then, then you're, I'm starting to think, oh, what, what is the end goal for me? Where do I actually want to take this? And I think the only, the only place I can really see that I want to take this right now is 
what I want to do with a, with my personal income, number one. So I want to grow my personal income to 20,000 a month. That would be a dream for me. I want to cut my hours down to 20 hours, 20 hours a month. And I want to create a space where more of my clients are coming to Donegal, where I'm from, and I'm running much more events and retreats where it's actually giving back to the community, which was actually the reason I started my business for in the first place. Mm-hmm. But I want to be doing, that's where I want to be headed. And obviously part of that is going to be, you know, having a team and maybe leaning more into doing events as opposed to just coaching. So yeah, that's what, for me, it's going to be less work and more money. That's really the ultimate goal for me. I love it. I love it. And I would, I think if you are having more retreats in Ireland too, like that kind of circles back to where you started. Totally. Yeah, that's amazing. It's mad because when I when I first, you know, started out to do this, I was looking for like one person at a time, you know, to come to Ireland or to come on one of my tours. Whereas the network that I've built up over the last three years, it's like most people, even you, you're probably going to have your own international mastermind at some stage. So maybe you you could bring like 10 people to Ireland. And it's like all of a sudden I have all these connections who have groups as opposed to me trying to find one at a time. And I never really set out to do that, but now I, I can see how that can can really manifest. And I know that when people go there, they're just so moved by the experience. I'm not talking about typical Ireland, like Kerry or like Cork. And those are really beautiful places, but they are really overwhelmed with tourists. Where I'm from in Donegal, you're talking about one of the quietest, most untouched places on the planet. There's nowhere more authentic. Everybody still speaks the language. You know, a car would stop if you were driving, but like, like, where are you from? What are you doing here? You know, like everybody knows each other and it's one of the most welcoming and heartfelt places in the world. I've had people who've come there and they just start crying because of the energy around the mountains and the valleys and the valleys and the history it's 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 mind-blowing it's one of the oldest places on the planet what a gift you're giving everybody by doing that because you're allowing them to step out of the kind of the chaos of everyday life yeah and really have time to just breathe and and and, and connect with something and I think being an entrepreneur you have to know yourself You have to know yourself at just not like, oh, I know myself, but at a core level. And I think sometimes one of the things that really helped me when I moved back to Ireland that time and I left my job, I literally like stripped myself back to, you know, who who am I going to be now? You know, but it was the culture. It was roots. It was family. It was, you know, values. It was all of those really core things that I had. They were all mixed up for me, you know, but going to a place like Donegal that's so pure and raw and authentic and enriching and magical and inspiring, that really feeds you on so many levels. And for entrepreneurs, I think that it'll probably be one of the most moving, inspiring experiences that they could ever have. All right. Well, I'm going to (laughs) come. Ireland's on my bucket list of places to go. I've never been. Totally come. Totally. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> most people, most people are, and when they go there, they're just really like, "Oh my god, it's really like this." And you're like, "It is. It's really like this." Yeah, it's perfect. It's like paradise. <laughs> <laughs> the weather is not that bad. If anybody's just like, "Yeah, but what about the weather?" I'm in North Carolina. I can tell you, if I look at the weather in Donegal, it's probably a little bit better. Really? <laughs> yeah, is it warmer? Well, I think what what you find in Donegal, you get 
like a lot of seasons in the day. And for me, it's like you, you know, you wake up in the morning, it might be windy and it might be a bit wet. Then there's some sunshine. So you've got like a beautiful bright sky. Then it gets a bit cloudy. And then the light turns to this like amazing golden. You're like, what's going on out there? You look outside and it's just the light. And it's like, sometimes people say, this is why we are so creative there. And like, there's so many amazing artists and music, you know, Enya, Clanid, that's where they're from. And a lot of it is because the weather, the weather's like this, it changes all the time. Like there's no one day where it's just like that. It's just like you don't know what's going to happen next. It's wild. I love it. Yeah, definitely have to come. I want to circle back. Invited. I want to circle back into the the sales piece briefly because you have a super cool. If you are hesitating with your sales. Definitely download this, but you have a gift for everybody. Yeah, I do. And like I was saying at the start, I really do think that the core of everything you do and how you approach your business is around starting conversations and that most people are going to rooms and going to events and they're walking out with nothing because they're not really sure how to lead into anything. So I I did a survey of about 100 entrepreneurs all making six and seven figures. And I was like, what are those like key questions that you ask people when you go to events that avoid you going into the friend zone or avoid you going into the, you know, this conversation is going nowhere zone and actually end up, you know, to a place that you might actually get a high level client. And I put them all on this really cool guide and I've given all my tips on um, networking and all the reasons that I think networking is one of the fastest paths to grow your business if you haven't hit six figures yet. And yeah, I put it all in a cool guide. It's called 15 Powerful Conversation Starters. And I'd love everybody here to have a copy of it for sure. Yeah, definitely. So the link is in the show notes. Yeah. Everybody download it. I think I had it a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And it was brilliant. Oh, good, good. I think it's really good to have something on your phone when you're going to networking events to just look at it and be like, okay, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. Because we can be so heady and be like, oh, what if, what if nobody li- likes me? Or I don't know anybody. Or I know. Yeah. But if you, go, if you make it more of a mission and set an intention when you walk in that door, you will walk out with what you want. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Share with everybody too how they can connect with you. Yeah. My Facebook business page is mng.ie, which is my initials. .ie is for Ireland. And that's the same on Instagram. And then it's Moira Gallagher on Facebook if anybody wants to friend me there as well. And it's moira.ie. That's my, that's my website. So you can connect with me in many different ways. If anybody wants to come to Ireland or ask me about sales or anything like that, you're welcome to get in touch with me anytime. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. My world traveling friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving you the travel bug. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You you know, your solo book could be about growing your business as you travel the world. Yeah. Could be. It could be. That's definitely something that's on the cards. Yeah. um, It's just time to like sit down and like actually write my own book once and for all. Yeah. It would be absolutely a blast. (laughs) Awesome. Got you've got a book don't you I co-authored a book a couple of years ago and I'm kind of playing with what I want to do now yeah for my own thing but it's not I don't have a, like a cohesive thought process right this second so right. it's all up there swirling and creative together oh yeah it will It'll, that'll probably be the next year type of thing awesome yeah Thank you. Thank you. So, and thank you again for being on the show. It was so much fun to hang out with you as always. Yeah, it was. (laughs) And for everybody watching and listening, thank you. And we will see you next week. Have you ever thought about those times when if you had just known that one thing, it would have saved you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, or maybe days, weeks, or even months of your time? 
I've created the Tribe of Leaders membership community for exactly that reason, to give you the tools, the resources, and the support to make growing your business a snap. As a member, you'll have access to video training, live monthly training and masterminds, and special co-working days that will help you run your business like the CEO that you are. You can get all the details at thetribeofleaders.com. See you there.